Coming up, we've talked about the best changes to attractions at Universal Studios Florida. We've talked about the worst attraction changes at Universal Studios Florida. And now we're going to talk about the rest of the attraction changes that have happened at Universal Studios Florida. From our houses in and around Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Dis Unplugged. This is episode 257 of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. The Dis Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being here. And, well, thank you for uh, having me here in my own house. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. And, of course, we are also joined by no one else. So, just us. And it's nice that way. It is nice, but isn't it? It is. It's quiet. It's quiet in here now. Only our nonsense. Not competing with anyone else's nonsense. But... Fun stuff we have ahead of you. So uh, we've we've talked about it over the past couple weeks. Uh, all these changes that have happened throughout the years to attractions at Universal Studios Florida, and we are wrapping down with just the other ones that we kind of have to talk about that we didn't feel like fit in the best changes or the worst changes that just kind of exist. And some of you out there know uh, no details on what we're going to be talking about because we've hinted at it. Uh, been talked about in some of the comments and uh, others are going in blind saying what in the world is this well <laughs> uh i don't have a good answer for you but uh, i think it's going to be a lot of fun at the very least so uh before we get started on it i just want to give uh, an update that as of the time that we are recording this we're recording this actually on friday may 1st uh rhino's favorite day may day yes may flowers also came today and very close to where you grew up at. What? Yeah, May Mayflowers. They brought pilgrims. Oh, I for some reason you were saying Mayflower, and I was seeing May like April showers bring. Oh, I see what you did there. It took a second. It's, that's the the classic kids joke on it. April showers bring Mayflowers. What do Mayflowers bring? Pilgrims. pilgrims. I actually have never heard that, and I kind of think it's hilarious. So. Oh, I'm using that one the next time I go home. 2022. <laughs> it's just wonderful. But uh, yeah, so uh, we are recording this as of May 1st. So uh, me. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't heard. No, that I can't I, either. I'm embarrassed. I'm going to I, I, I'm going to tell my mom that joke right now. <laughs> you, you go ahead and do it while I explain. What I was going to say, we know that at some point in time here that there will be news about Universal Orlando uh, reopening at some point just because, you know, in terms of the past week in Florida, first we had guidelines set by the Orange County Task Force for uh, what it would look like for larger theme parks to reopen. And I want to recommend if you have any you want want any information on that rhino and i did a live stream of that that you can find on on our channel youtube.com slash disunplugged that can give you extra information on that however then our governor Ron DeSantis uh, finally held a press conference 
announcing phase one reopening of Florida as a whole, minus the three counties in the south that were hit hardest because of coronavirus and such. And and so basically with that, a lot of the mandates and guidelines that were talked about in the Orange County Task Force have no implication on the actual phase one reopening of Florida. So it's all just kind of up in the air. And regardless, uh, it, it, you know, theme parks are, are still you know, there's still this big question mark on how they're all going to work. But uh, part of that news with all of it is that with the phase one reopening of Florida is that restaurants and retail is going to be allowed to be open at uh, at smaller capacity. So for restaurants, 25% indoor capacity, and then at least six feet of distance if you're uh, sitting outdoors and with retail, it's 25% of capacity too. So all that being said, it's possible that eventually down the road, while we're still in phase one in here in Florida, that Universal could start looking at stuff like City Walk, uh, the restaurants inside the hotels and such. They could always look at that as being potentials for opening up. But right now, there's there's no there's no news in regards to that. So I, I don't know if it's going to happen between the day we release this show and, and when... Uh, the next show we record comes out. I don't. It, heck, it could even be right after we record this show. There could be news that comes out, and we don't have time to really to terrible. re-record before we release. But yep, I just wanted to make that clear that right now, as of as of this point, it doesn't seem like we're going to have news. But hopefully soon. So well, if it's any, you know, you know how it goes. It'll be ten minutes after we're done. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, pretty standard for us. And then if that does happen, chances are you will see me uh, in a different shirt saying, hey, guys, just wanted to say right after we recorded this episode, we had this, this and this come out. So I wanted to fill you all in on it. And now back to your regularly scheduled episode, because I think we've done that twice now since we've been doing this method. But uh, let's uh, let's uh, move on from that that doom and gloom, and let's get to the fun stuff, and that is talking about the rest of the changes at Universal Studios Florida. And I think we should start off with one that is definitely uh, a controversial choice for many, because when we said in the last choice, uh, the last episode, that one of the worst changes made was changing earthquake and disaster into Fast and Furious Supercharged, uh, a lot of people in the comments made sure to point out yeah when they they got rid of beetlejuice and earthquake and disaster for for fast and furious supercharge that was bad however uh in in our case we are going to have to put beetlejuice as well as if we really go all the way back the american tale theater uh all of that that goes into the rest of the changes of something that did change in order to become fast and furious supercharged. However, I think in terms of bad fast and furious supercharged and Beetlejuice is uh well, the last show it was, was the graveyard mashup. I think they're both pretty equally bad and uh, both, both are uh, just unworthy of spots, but I know a lot of people don't agree with it. I think Rhino does though. Oh yeah. 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 I, all right. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it's like, Crin, I, I, yeah, I, it's that hard. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words here because it's one of those where I, it's like what you said. We're not trying to offend any, I'm not trying to offend any of the actors that were involved with the show. The show itself, the design and the execution were very like cringy, I felt yeah. like, you know, and of a time gone by. 
And so I, I didn't, I didn't think that any character excelled very well in that show. And I can understand people who did love that show and it had a little cult following, but you have to have understood that like, you can't just keep making it just for like five people, you know, who are enjoying it when, you know, thousands and thousands of people are, are supposed to go through this thing. But I, yeah, I yeah. mean, I no, I totally get you. It's like, look at the final day of Beetlejuice's graveyard mashup and look at all the people that came through. I think they even had like the, the, the annual pass holder, like special final show. Maybe I'm wrong on that one, but I feel like that was that was the deal they did with it. But like when you count every person who like had to turn out for that day for that final show at all the final shows, like if you say that they're the diehard ones and that's why it stayed around so long, that's still just such a small, small group compared to the amount of people that come through Universal every single day. And you're right. It's not anything that the actors were doing wrong uh the singers i think they were all great performers but when they were clearly being given notes like okay you need to belt every single note like you have never sang before yeah it needs to be like this is your your demo reel every single time a note comes out of your mouth like when that's how the show is set up it's just, it's not going to be a show that I can stand to watch. Listen, we need everything. You're thinking like, okay, this song goes from like a five to a seven to a three to back up to like an eight. We need every second of sound that comes out of your mouth to be a 15 and a half. Like that's yeah. what it, that's what it feels. It feels like Christina Aguilera singing a song all the time because she, you know, you'll be like, I didn't realize this song had this many notes in it, you know? Okay. Uh, that's that is a perfect description of that, and I just you know Fast and Furious Supercharged. I I still enjoy the ride. I will do that, but it really did get to Beetlejuice, where I went to do it because of work. The couple times I had to do it towards its end, I did not voluntarily go and do it. So, uh, you know, it's just it's one of those things. Like it's definitely getting rid of it wasn't I don't think a best change because what you got out of it with fast and furious wasn't fantastic. Right. It definitely was not a worse change. It's just like one that's like, uh, I wish they could have just kept the theater vacant for as long as possible and did small shows there for Halloween horror nights and such. Like they, they used to back like when Rocky horror would be in that, that theater and such. Yeah. I think, I think something like Rocky. Horror, yeah. Something like that would have been fun. And I, I, you know, and it's unfortunate. I understand the, the kind of bummer of it too, being that we lost, uh, you know, Beetlejuice in that in that aspect, basically, and now he's just kind of a character meet and greet around the the streets over there. But it wasn't a great representation of Beetlejuice, so you know, don't be sad that it's gone when it's not great a great version of that character to begin with. Oh no 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 absolutely absolutely not. So and honestly, the next attraction that we are going to talk about kind of uh, I, I would say actually fits in very well in the same regards of of taking something that was just kind of like a, a wasted space and and not making it a lot better. And that is having uh, the Fear Factor Live where it is now and uh, ultimately you know the the wild wild west stunt show came before it i never had the chance to see the wild 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 west stunt show but i i know a lot of people loved it 
and that it was a very, very popular uh, show that people still love to this day. And I know even like, I know the sets are still somewhat the same as it was all the way back then, like when they, they bring it over and, and it was, you know, it was paid tribute to in, in Bill and Ted's a few years back and such. But to me, it's just like the, the idea of, of the stunt show that's probably out of date for theme parks anyways, being replaced by something that is also completely, uh, completely irrelevant in the world we live in. It's just like a shoulder shrug. Like, I don't know which one's better to have. I don't know which one's worse to have, but they both happened there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like I remember I do actually remember the stunt show, I think, from when I was a kid, because when they had the set for Bill and Ted, I was like, oh, this looks really familiar. And I do have like a vague recollection recollection of it. Um, but yeah, Fear Factor is just like, why? And this the, and that stunt show is that Why? I don't. It's just one of those things where it is. It, it again is of a time gone by. It reminds me of like the Batman and Robin stunt shows that you'd see at Six Flags, but not as cool because it's not Batman and Robin. <laughs> like, I'd rather yeah. I'd rather watch those. You know, I'm not even knocking those, but it just there's there's like it's like nothing to it. You know, it it's it's uh. I'd, I, it's hard because they do use that theater at Halloween. So you're like, well, what else are they going to do? But hmm. yeah, they, they need the theater. I, and I think there's a way to still put something relevant in there. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's anything that has to deal with stunts or, or, you know, any, anything shocking related. I it just, or I, I really, I, I really, I'm at a loss on this one. I just, I, I wish I would have been able to see the first stunt show. I don't like Fear Factor Live, so it's just to me it has to be, it has to be in the rest. So uh, the next one, I would say uh, that I would definitely err to putting this in one of the worst changes. But again, it just comes from me never experiencing it, and that is that uh, the Bates Mansion and motel set actually was on the ground where Woody Woodpecker's kid zone is sitting currently. And I, you know, part of me in my mind, it says that's an absolute travesty, even though, you know, what they, they use that set for, I think psycho four is what they, Oh, did they they actually, did they actually film in it? It wasn't just there to be a recreation of the Hollywood one. Um, I don't remember. I thought that maybe I'm thinking of the Hollywood one, the one that's currently sitting there now. The last thing used for it was Psycho 4. Maybe I'm pretty sure, though, that Psycho 4 was involved with Universal Studios Florida. Hmm. So if you want to Google that yeah, right yeah. now, just yeah. to, to double check with me on that one. Um, I but ultimately, you know, it's something that I think would have still been so cool if it was sitting there and in that area and. And keeping that in the park, but what ended up coming from it is a stage show that's no longer relevant, but was relevant for a long time. Two playgrounds that kids still love to this day, even though their relevance is kind of gone. And then also Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coaster, which is a fun little beginner's coaster as well, too. So I, you know, it's not like this. They removed that that set and they just replaced it with nothing or something terrible. Technically, I think in the long run, uh, it actually might be better because they added this kid-friendly area into the park because of it. But 
ultimately, you know, it's as as movie fans, like we have constantly said that we are, being able to have the Bates Mansion and Motel at Universal Studios still to this day would be a lot cooler, I think, in my opinion. Oh, but, it, yeah. I mean, a thousand percent. It's 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 the Bates Motel, or just even the, the Bates Mansion is such an iconic thing in film that it seems like sacrilegious that it was ever ripped down, to be honest with you. Um, but I can understand where they, it kind of got plopped in a place where they're saying like, oh, well, this land could be used a little more efficiently and, and better. You know, and that's that's one of those things. Um, you are also correct. It was, it was used uh, for the filming of Psycho 4, the beginning, which was a made-for-TV, made-for-television, uh, the last film that Anthony Perkins starred as Norman Bates in before he died in 1992. I, I also want to, yeah. I also want to follow up uh, since we did. We talked about last week on our our worst episode. We talked about how uh, Alfred Hitchcock, the art of making movies, turned into Shrek 4D. We talked about how that was terrible. But one of the things that I want to kind of do is go back to that one. It still remains as one of the worst changes, but uh, it got more. Uh, it got worse for me, actually, in the long run, because uh, we had a lot of people help weigh in on the comments. And uh, it was as far as I was seeing when I was doing searches on YouTube, I was only finding clips of the movie that they showed you where the ending of it is when the birds started tearing through the screen and started flying into the audience and terrorizing everyone. I did not watch any videos, nor did I really track down good ones. As of the time that I was doing my research on it, I didn't track down any that that really did go into then the second part of the attraction, which was very cool, which showed you how they actually recreated portions of Alfred Hitchcock movies. So like they had the the shower scene from Psycho where they hmm. had someone play uh, a gag on it, and then they had the um, they had the Statue of Liberty. Um, uh, recreation showing from oh my gosh which movie is it i don't know i didn't know that one of the hitchcock movies had to do with the statue of liberty yes it, it not from uh not from any of the major um it's not the not spy, from any the spy who knew too it, much is it no 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 it not it's not from any of the uh did he even direct that i don't even know <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting. We gotta know now. We gotta know because yeah. I don't want to hear about it in the comments, and I don't want to hear about it from people on Twitter. I'm tired of it. It just it fell out of my mind. Saboteur. Saboteur. Oh, yes. And showed, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and it showed like how the um how the you could look like you're hanging from the the yeah, torch and do yeah. the fall down and like so. It actually, so I, I, we had it on the worst just based on the movie portion. However, then once I finally saw a video of everything else, I was like, holy crap, this is even worse than I thought that they changed this awesome, awesome look into making movies and a tribute to Alfred Hitchcock. They changed it for Shrek 4D, 
Like, just absolutely terrible. Again, another one of those things that you kind of look at in hindsight, and like I said before about tearing down the structure that was – and yeah, I understand the mentality too being like, well, this isn't a historical um, filming location, and this happens in Hollywood because not everybody knows the movie's about to become historical either and stuff. But you know, by 1990, you knew the Bates Motel the, in the mansion was something pretty significant considering the first movie came out in like 1960, right? So it's it's like – you could have had that piece of iconography in your park and you chose to get rid of it. That one I could understand a little more, but this this one, getting rid of something like that, like you're talking about for something for fart jokes, seems <laughs> like a really, in hindsight, you're like, what was the mentality there? But I don't think that's what Universal is anymore. I think they were just really trying to go for stuff to, you know, you got to think they're they're trying to be relevant and try and grab big ips to pull them in you know and things that are current as opposed to things that have been in past and that that is a big thing that universal has i will say has always been very committed to is about having stuff being current as much as possible yeah and so i want to thank uh i know amanda out there was one of the people who helped us like break it down to what actually happened in the attraction and then i found like i said i finally i kept going with videos until i found some that actually showed what was missing from a lot of the top hits that were coming up when i was doing searches so uh it definitely definitely cool stuff thank you to everyone for helping and chipping in on that so i could be educated more because uh, i i want to know about this stuff so i really do appreciate it and another cool one i i responded to her message but uh one of the one of the actors from Murder, She Wrote, not from the show, but from Murder, She Wrote, the mystery theater yeah. that ended up watching the show that we did on that oh. a couple months back. And she was like, the video clips that you played, because I took some of the clips that Universal Promotion put out back then yeah. and embedded them in the show. And she's like, that was me as the <gasps> one actor in that clip. And she's like, I remember going in before like before the park had even opened with like training and such so i reached out to her to see if she had any other stories any other tidbits so i'm hoping oh to hear that's back cool that's fine from that yeah um, but i need to correct myself i called it the spy who knew too much and it's the man who knew too much i didn't want I someone i i it's been eating me alive i'm sorry yeah, I know it's it was all uh, uh, all a mix up because you were also thinking Austin Powers in there too, but then also no, I was the, thinking of the Bill Murray the Bill movie, Murray. Yeah. yeah, the man who knew too little, <laughs> all so. all together, just all mixing it in yeah. there. But uh, moving into our next uh, our next change at Universal Studios Florida, this is one that Rhino thought that maybe I would have had it on the worst changes, but to me went in the rest rest, and that was changing Lucy a tribute into. The Hello Kitty store. And as a as an adamant I Love Lucy fan, I do think it is a much worse change what they ultimately did, making it the Hello Kitty store, despite uh, you know, I, I think there's some fun merchandise in there, like the Hello Kitty Universal movie mashups are they're entertaining. I I would never buy any of them, but I think they're cool to look at and see their how they do the Hello Kitty take on Universal movies, but uh it's Lucy a tribute was really really a sad tribute to, to it, I love Lucy like not so much a tribute coolest, as it was just like like a slap in the face like yeah it was I mean it was a big open room and like you walk in and one of the cool things when you first get in there they have the they have the the model that showed like how they did the the camera setup 
for the apartment and such. And like, so it was a really cool diorama to see and like, Oh, this is where that camera was. And that's where that one. And it was like, that was cool. And then all of, you know, looking at all the props and memorabilia from Lucille Ball, that's all it's, I always love looking at that stuff. It's a living museum, but then like the other entertainment they have in there is like the virtual game that half the touch screens never even worked for it. And it, it just, it was, it was a sad tribute. It was unkept. At least, um, did you see? Not to go off topic, but it is a Comcast NBC Universal production. So, um, did you see that Will and Grace did the reenacting of a couple of like it was one episode of Will and Grace, but it reenacted three classic uh, I Love Lucy episodes, essentially. Yeah, I I did see that. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw that that was uh, I saw the commercials for it when it aired, and so I need to go back and uh, actually catch up on that. But that's also another thing that I never really understood too with Universal. Like I know there's the Lucy walk around character, and and they had Lucy a tribute, but um, it's maybe that Do we dates the all Lucy, the way back the Lucy to. Character? Do we have I, it, or is it just at Hollywood? No, it was it was here too. Oh, okay. So, um, but in, in terms of that, like, I know Lucy falls under CBS, but maybe Viacom also owns part of it. And when Viacom was with, you know, Viacom and Nickelodeon, like, I'm not sure where the connection comes that it was, it, it was so necessary, but that that's always something that kind of also left my head scratching too in terms of how it it survived that long it didn't seem like it should survive that long but uh ultimately just you know it it's a head scratcher but i know people people who are into hello kitty love collecting hello kitty merchandise so i guess it makes sense but to me it's just it's another shoulder shrug change um yeah i yeah i feel the same way it's a is a yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, were you going into Lucia tribute? Yeah, again, I feel terrible at being like something, like you said, if it's not a great tribute, then does it deserve to still be there? But it's kind of like, I feel like it was meh, and then you got meh. (laughs) Meh. Well, our final change under the rest of the changes at Universal Studios Florida uh, is kind of a cop-out, because technically we don't know if this change is good or bad yet, and that is changing Terminator 2 3D Battle Across Time into Born Stuntacular. Uh, of course, you know, the parks aren't open right now, and if they were, then undoubtedly we would be experiencing Born Stuntacular already, but we're not because it's not open, and hopefully it'll open up relatively soon after Universal Parks do open up again. But yeah, I don't. we don't know if this is a good change. Ultimately, I think it kind of falls... The reason why I, I decided to include it in these lists at all and put it under this category is, to me, it's it. even though I'm excited for Born Stuntacular to see what they do with it and how cutting edge it is, it's kind of doing the same thing as the Wild 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 West stunt show into Fear Factor Live. It's just taking something that, a concept that seems kind of dated, freshening it up with a new property, but still keeping a dated style attraction in there. So I don't, I don't think we're going to be blown away by it. I, I really do think that we're going to, we're going to leave this one either given it kind of a shoulder shrug like eh it is what it is or maybe even saying like hey 
eventually a Terminator movie is going to be big again and, and do well. <laughs> Why did we have to get rid of it when we could have kept it? But And then we'll have to me. send somebody back in time and have to do the whole thing. <laughs> How wild would that be? <laughs> is, it like, that is, is, is Terminator 2 our Sarah Connor? <laughs> Are we yeah. trying to save Sarah Connor? Yes, we need we need to. No, but I don't. I really don't have a, a fight in this game. Terminator Two at the very end did not look well. It needed to change. I just I'm not sure Born Stuntacular was the way I would go with it, and that's how Universal decided. So really, time's going to tell if it's if it's a good change, a bad change, or if it's just a a, a step to the side. And this will become dated very soon. But we we won't know until we know. I'm and trying that's to, all I have to I, say about that. I've been trying to look up this Lucy stuff now because you have me curious about it. And I, I don't know if it's because Lucy was made at a time when it was before CBS owned the network. So it was CBS was distributing, but it was technically Lucy and Ernest, Lucy and Desi's studio that made it. So yeah, I, Desi Lou. Yeah, Desi Lou. Sorry. Um, and then uh, apparently it's one of the few sitcoms that does well and it airs on multiple networks so it could be a thing where the rights are not expensive and they were like give it we'll take it yeah it, it could very well have know. been that case yeah so and uh yeah we'll we'll figure it out we'll we'll do our our dedicated research and update y'all in the future on that or you can let us know in the the comments because this shows we're done we're done we went through all the changes now uh, i don't think we're going to probably go through this on the island of adventure side because there's just you know there hasn't really been any changes besides Wizarding World, and that's kind of it. And then what's to come with Jurassic Park? So this is kind of a Universal Studios uh, Florida exclusive. And then but, uh, maybe we'll jump back into like our Thrill Ride uh, series that we are doing over at, Univer- uh, at Islands of Adventure this time. Islands of Adventure is still so relatively new, too, when you think about it in terms of like the, you know, it's like, what, like 20? Did it open in 80, 98? 99 it opened in 99 99 99. and so 99 99 um so it was you know it's still young and i feel like it also had a real big grasp on what it was when it opened you know and universal has kind of had that like it's had a transformation the same way at disney that hollywood studios has this transformation that we've shifted away from that sort of type of a theme park experience and so it had its you know it's had its like uh growth i guess i don't know yeah no i will say you are right with that islands of adventure did a better job out of the gate of making itself feel timeless uh by by choosing like dr seuss because dr Mm -hmm. seuss at that point it was clear i mean i say from when i was a kid in the late 80s early 90s it was already clear that dr seuss was never going anywhere in terms of popularity uh, could only just become more endearing as time went on by having that mythical section. You know, myth- well, and been around Susical, for how the many musical thousands? was really popular too when when Islands yeah. was opening too. So that was a big I deal. Know. Your favorite Rosie O'Donnell star yeah. musical <laughs> after Greece yeah. or before Greece? I'm not sure. Right I, I don't remember, but yeah, uh, but you know, mythical style with the Lost Continent that relatively timeless, and now adding in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Also, something that is ridiculously timeless because I, when they make the claim that Harry Potter was this generation's Wizard of Oz, like mm-hmm. you and I have talked about it before, I kind of, 
I kind of side with it. I, I see that as being a possibility. Um, Jurassic Park is clearly going to be something that is relatively timeless as well, too. Really, the the hard spot there is Toon Lagoon. Cartoons that I would have said back in the mid-90s, like, mm. yeah, these will always be timeless. Yeah. Print is never going anywhere. Yeah, print will never have die. A magazine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, now I would say that now that I haven't held a physical newspaper besides Black Friday in how many <laughs> years, I would say maybe that's not as timeless, but... Marvel Comics then too, like it's just it's you're right. It, they really built a kind of a timeless park there, and I don't think it was by design. I think it just kind of fell into place. Yeah, I mean, it, you're you're right. They only kind of had the one or two like soft spots. It it just knew what it wanted to be right away, and it's kind of still committed to that exact same thing. Where it's like, and that's fine. I love that Universal Studios changes so much, you know? I love that it's always ever-forming, because if it wasn't like that, there's a good chance we probably never would have got the Wizarding World of Harry Potter um, Diagon Alley over there. So yeah. Yeah, It could easily be a museum, but the fact that they're willing to let go of the past to make the future brighter, Ooh, and, you know, they uh, clearly buy these lists, it does not always work out right, but at least they're bold enough to make the step forward. Uh, I you got to commend them on that, and and I appreciate it. So, but that is it for our series. Of course, if you have any information to add on to this, clearly as you saw, we're reading the comments and looking at where we went wrong with stuff. So please let me know if we did go wrong with stuff in this one down in the comments, and we'll correct it on the next episode. And yeah, or just anything fun, as well as leave us questions because eventually we're going to do a question and answer episode again. So. Do all of that good stuff, please. And hey, while you're at it, subscribe to us here on YouTube and hit that bell so you get notified when you have new videos and hit that thumbs up. And hey, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever, make sure that you are subscribed as well and hitting the ratings button and leaving us reviews if you can, but at least rate us a star level if that is a possibility versus on the way that you do listen. And if you need any extra information beyond all of this, head over to disunplugged.com, home of our show notes page for this show and all the others on the Disunplugged Podcast Network. So that's it for this show. Rhino, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. And thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week with another episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name.